putting we before me, tackling selfishness in your marriage, episode 140. Welcome to the Awaken You podcast, where we break down relationship barriers by awakening your true you. I'm Coach Christine, and the two of us will be doing this work together because this process isn't about changing your partner. It's about discovering who you are so you can awaken you in your marriage. Welcome to another week in this beautiful life awaken you in your marriage listeners. Have I shared lately how much I love this work that I get to do? This work of helping you, helping you and your partner who are stuck in a tangled mess of marriage wondering how they're ever going to create something different. I so love this work. I just love when my clients have like aha moments, when they relax into loving their partner. It's amazing. And while I know that I am currently only scratching, just scratching the surface of what I can do to help the world, I do know that the work we are doing together is impacting you your family, and everyone around you. And for what it's worth, seeing one person, one couple at a time, find their way to a better marriage, to happiness, that makes me just so happy. It makes my heart swell. It makes me more and more determined to help more of you. There are times when I honestly feel the need to pinch myself. Times when I have thoughts of Jeff that make my heart so happy needing to pinch myself because this type of thinking, well, it's still fairly new, so new that it doesn't feel quite right. It still feels so good though. And it doesn't feel quite right because it's our new normal and new normals don't feel normal. It wasn't that long ago when all I could think were unhappy, disappointed, hopeless, lonely thoughts of what our marriage had turned out to be. If you are feeling more like roommates than intimate partners, then I want to suggest you start by going to the show notes and downloading my Abundant Love mini course which is one of the very first places I started. That's why I created this course. I knew way back then that I needed to start thinking differently about my marriage or I was just going to keep creating more of what I already had, which I didn't want. So I went to this work of creating positive, less depressing, less negative thoughts than I was currently thinking. And this helped hold me up when I was going to dark places in my mind about my marriage. And that's what the Abundant Love mini course helps you do. It helps you turn the train of your dark negative thoughts around. This week, I am continuing from the last three episodes where I have been talking 
about different behaviors that can be subtle and some not so subtle, but they can slowly destroy and put a wedge between you and that intimate relationship that you dream of. I've discussed resentment, control, pride, and this week I'm going to talk about selfishness. I want to start with talking about what healthy selfishness is, right? That self-care, taking care of ourselves first, and then we'll turn to unhealthy selfishness, define it, and help you discover if you're being selfish in an unhealthy way in your marriage and how this practice might be hurting your marriage. And then I'm going to share, of course, as always, some practical tips to let go of that unhealthy selfishness, maintain or up-level your healthy selfishness, and start thinking more about the relationship versus you and what you're getting out of the relationship. Well, let's start with all the positive, healthy selfishness. And while I don't want to dismiss men's thoughts about taking time for themselves, I do really think that women tend to feel more guilty for wanting some time to themselves, to take care of themselves and their mental, emotional, physical states. And maybe this is linked to motherhood and the idea that we need to sacrifice ourselves for our children and their well-being. But I also often contemplate how this has been developed through our patriarchal society, where women feel guilty for that feminine need to rest, to unwind, to restore and take care of themselves so that they can fully utilize those feminine strengths in their day. It's about being able to fully care for others because we have first taken care of ourselves. Healthy selfishness includes taking care of yourself in situations where you're being asked to overgive your time, your money, your energy. It could be standing up and saying no to toxic personalities in your life. It's asking for help when your load gets too heavy. It's knowing what you want in your life so that you can take time for that and not crowding your schedule with things just like busy things that don't even align with your goals and get you moving forward. Those things that are slowing you down from moving forward. It's prioritizing relationships that support who you are and what you're moving towards and letting go of relationships that think your motives are selfish. Or it's setting boundaries around things that keep you from taking care of yourself. And when it comes to healthy relationships, There will always be a give and take from both sides, right? An ebb and a flow of balance of caring and being cared for. And when this ebb and flow becomes unbalanced, when one partner starts taking more than they are giving, this is when selfishness arises. Now let's look the other side of the coin, unhealthy selfishness. My dictionary app defines selfishness as being devoted to or caring only for yourself, being concerned primarily with our own self-interests, our own benefits in the situation, our own welfare, regardless of anybody else. It's characterized by concern or care only for your own good. And 
to hell with everybody else, right? First, I do want to just lay it down that love by itself can be a little selfish, meaning, you know, that we want to be loved. It feels good. And in a loving relationship, we also feel love when we share those loving actions with our spouse, right? So we give love and that creates love instead of always being the one sucking the love out of our partner. Now, let's take a look at some ways that selfishness might look like in your marriage so you can kind of get an idea of this for those of us who um, maybe have been told that we're always selfish and it's all about you. (laughs) Does that sound familiar? Oh, I've heard that one way too much in my childhood. But let's look at some examples. It could be you not being able to consider your spouse's point of view, right? You're shutting them out. You're not hearing what they're saying. You're totally inflexible. You're going to stand on what you believe is right, and there's no other solution. That's selfishness. It's not considering your partner when you're making plans. Maybe that looks like making plans for both of you, irregardless of whether your spouse would be interested in these plans, or making plans that totally exclude them and not making plans together, or not partnering up with them. And like, this is what I'd like to do. What are your thoughts? You know, what might you want to do? Um, does this sound interesting? If you're not doing that, that's selfishness. And if you're not creating any plans at all and relying on your partner to do that, selfishness. Another one, are you always trying to change your partner? Their clothes aren't right. They eat the wrong things. They don't do things your way, so they're doing it the wrong way. You're always correcting them. That's selfish. There's not only, there's more than one way to dice an onion. I don't know. I'm not really sure about that one, but (laughs) you disregard your spouse's needs as irrelevant and unnecessary while your needs are prioritized, right? So it could be, you know, my love language is quality time. We need to spend quality time together on and on and on all about the things around quality time. But with my husband's being physical touch, I could completely shut that out and ignore it, right? So demanding mine and ignoring his. Selfishness would look like a one-sided relationship. You expecting your partner to help you out, to be there when you call, but then you're not there when they call for you. It could look like not taking their life into consideration. Maybe you want an immediate response when you send a text message, knowing that maybe they don't like replying to texts while they're at work. Or just knowing that they're busy at work and mostly unavailable instead of like you have to respond when I send you a message, right? It could be not interested in anything about your partner, what they do at work, what they enjoy doing, what their dreams are. It could be unwilling to look within, to self-confront, to really address your selfish ways. 
It could be not caring about your relationship anymore. Next week, we're going to talk about laziness in the relationship. You don't surprise them with fun gifts or activities. You don't have fun together. Maybe you ask for their input, for their advice, and then you never listen to it. It could be not being able to share admiration for your spouse's accomplishments, for what you admire about them. And then, of course, even more selfish, not doing that and then wanting that done for you. Like, hey, I just got this new client. Can we celebrate that? Or or could you like compliment me and say, nice job, honey? These ways of being in your relationship will not bring you any closer. They only push you apart and put that wall up in between the two of you. These practices of unhealthy selfishness will tend to make your partner distance because they feel alone. They feel isolated. They don't feel like this is a relationship. It feels like a you and a me and you're not involved in the relationship and that maybe you're not even being considered as an important part of the relationship. When a partner is selfish, They are separating themselves from their spouse by not considering them as an equal part of the relationship. That is that one up and one down. It's not equals, like making room for both of you. So how do you move away from this selfish behavior towards a more equal partnership? And I will say too that some of the selfishness can come from, well, all sorts of things. But right now, what just came to my mind is in childhood, if you were the child that was kind of looked over or always got the hand-me-downs or um, was thought of second or wasn't considered or wasn't the favorite in the family, it could be that you've developed a like you want the attention now. And it could be the other, right? If you were the one in the family that got all the attention, you might have developed selfishness in that process. So now a little diversion there, but ways that we can move away from this selfishness, of course, as always, what I am doing for you is I'm helping you see what selfishness looks like. I'm creating awareness around different ways that selfishness shows up, what it looks like. I'll share for me one way I have noticed myself being selfish is in avoiding the discomfort of an uncomfortable conversation that would actually help us better understand each other. Though this might not seem like your typical selfishness, I want you to notice that, you know, that is selfish because I want a better marriage, but it's not really thinking relationally. It's me thinking about myself and not thinking about the potential that this uncomfortable conversation could have on our marital journey, moving us up to that next level. And then the second thing is you have to be willing to look inside, to self-confront, to be able to look at, I wonder what it's like to be married to me when I show up like this. 
You have to be able to step outside of yourself. Imagine that somebody was treating you that way and how would that feel? And then you have to want to change. You want have to want to do something different. You have to want to get better. And then the third thing is you have to start thinking about the relationship instead of me, me, me. You could even ask your partner how you have been selfish and let them know that you want to work on letting go of this behavior. The fourth thing is learn how to look outside of yourself and see your partner. Okay, so you're not focusing on yourself. Who are they? What do they want from you? What do they need from you? How can you make them feel loved? How can you make them feel valued? How can you affirm them? How can you let them know that you want to make room for them in your life? The fifth thing is practice getting to know your spouse. Go back to episode 37 where I talked about love maps and you can start by turning towards them. That's a Gottman term. When they are talking to you, pause what you're doing, turn and look at them and listen. Reiterate what you heard them say so that while you're listening to them, you're focusing on their words instead of maybe the next thing that you want to do or what you want to say or how you want to fix them. And lastly, be patient and ask your spouse for help. Or even better, get a professional to help. Perfect reason to book a Courageous Love conversation. And the other thing I want to throw in here is to pay attention to when someone tells you that you're selfish. Ask yourself, is it true? Don't get defensive. Don't throw up a wall. Maybe even consider what ways they are right. And do you love those reasons? Like maybe you are selfish. Like you do take time to do your meditation practice and you're all in on that. And then you also know that there are times when you're practicing unhealthy selfishness. It's okay. Taking time to take care of yourself is not selfish. Only taking time to think about yourself and what is in it for you is selfish. So now you have some practical tips on how to get started, right? What do you think? I would love for you to take some time to write down ways you might be selfish in your marriage. Maybe just one thing. You don't need a list of a bunch. It could be something you recognized in the descriptions when I was talking about what selfishness looks like, or it could be something even more difficult to see, like the example I shared. Please take this information and self-examine before you turn this information on your partner and see all the ways they're selfish. Look inside first. And for sure, your partner is selfish in their own ways, but the priority is for you to work on yourself and see how you're showing up in your marriage and how that is affecting the relational dynamic. And if you aren't sure if your behavior is selfish or not, 
then book yourself a courageous love conversation and let's take a look at it. Let me help you find a few ways to start doing something different so that you can start creating a no regrets marriage. I love you all. Have an amazing week. Ciao. Thank you for listening to the Awaken You podcast. If you enjoyed listening, then you have to go check out Awaken You, my one-on-one coaching program where we take all of this material and we apply it to your life. We study it and we take it to your next level so that you can awaken you in your marriage. For any questions, comments, or coaching issues you'd like to hear on the podcast, please visit me on my website and together let's awaken you.